They put on the helmet and pads. Picked off by Jonathan Joseph. The Texans go in front. And make the big plays. Back again by Whitney Merciless. His second of the game. Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. But as a player, you got to use the little things and the details. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. Bread pudding, apple pie and ice cream, peach cobbler, or sweet potato casserole. Yeah. Welcome to the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Live from Fuddruckers with your hosts, Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sidhu, and Drew Doherty. Okay, folks, we're here at Fuddruckers. By the way, I love our fans. I love our fans here tonight. Fuddruckers, Greenway location, 59 Wesley. Yes! Make it sound like the Superdome last night. Yes! <laughs> and like NRG is going to sound on Sunday at noon, Liberty White kickoff when the Jags come in. Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, DP Sidhu. And tonight's guest is former Texans receiver and former Jags receiver. How serendipitous is that? <laughs> Cecil Shorts third, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? And you also went to Tampa Bay. We play them later in the year, so there's that. Oh, yeah. How about that? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> okay, so tell me. You saw it last night. We've been yeah. talking about it all day. Yeah. I know that uh, I've seen some of your stuff on Twitter. And offensively, that was quite a display, especially running the football, I yeah. thought. What were your thoughts overall on what you saw as the Texans moved it for 28 points? Well, um, the first thing that comes to mind is Deshaun Watson is really MVP worthy, if, 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 you, if you ask me. He went toe-to-toe with one of the best to ever play quarterback at, at that position. Um, the last drive that comes to mind, that was incredible. Two plays. Yeah. 13 uh, seconds. 13 seconds. I mean, two dimes, though. And especially the last one. Well, both of them, he, was, he had pressure in his face. But the last one, the steals, he, he, he knew where he wanted to go. He moved in the pocket to the right. He looked off the safety and then went right back to steals and threw a money and got killed. Um, so that was, I mean, Deshaun was unbelievable last night. The running backs, um, I was very, very happy to see Carlos Hyde in between those tackles making people miss. And he's a big guy. He's like 220, 225. Um, he, he, he did well and. And pass coverage last night, and then Duke. I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg last night with Duke Johnson. J- j- just the tip. You didn't get to see a lot of the option stuff that they're going to have him do, or him really get. He ran a few option routes last night, but he didn't run them the way that uh, he will, like week eight and week nine, when he gets real comfortable doing it the way that O'Brien likes it done. Um, and then Kenny Stills. I mean, how how exciting was that to see him oh get involved? Gosh. I mean, you know, look at Tunsil. He had a great game last night overall. Um, the offensive line, I mean, you gave up, he got hit a lot, but there's a mix of him recognizing blitzes when they're coming, and they'll fix that. And there's a mix of um, just getting better. I mean, when you have a new offensive lineman come in, you can just see, though, that left side is solidified. I mean, Tunsil is that guy over there, so it was exciting to see. Hey, you just brought up Stills. How hard, how easy was it what he did last night? Because he'd only been there a few days. I know the playbook or what he knew of it was kind of kept down for a reason but what was the level of difficulty on what you saw because it looked like that catch it looked like hopkins catch it looked like fuller's catch earlier in the game the 54 yarder that was pretty wasn't it each of those three huge (laughs) weapons made amazing contested catches and i think that's what you're going to see as the year goes on you know what i mean the the connection of of those two what was really impressive was the timing because normally it takes a lot of timing a lot of summer um routes being done a lot of time um after practice being done and but for Steels, um, Steels now Chad O'Shea is the offense coordinator with the Dolphins now, and he runs 
kind of the, some of the same stuff that O'Brien runs because they were both in New England. Um, he was a receiver coach actually in, in New England for a long, long time. So a lot of the, I shouldn't say play, yeah, the plays were the same. The terminology might have been different. So when you go somewhere different, it's tough to pick up the terminology. You might know exactly what the play is, but they call it, you know, spread right, 59, swoop, eagle, fish, when, you know, somewhere else it was something totally different, the exact same play. Um, so he did a great job, I think, within his package because he had a, uh, probably a 10- to 12-play package they used um, for him last night. He did a great job. I think he had three targets, three catches. But in the biggest moment of the game, he made a huge play. And that's just – that comes to him being a veteran. Him being being, I mean, he played in the Superdome for two years. <laughs> he played with Drew Brees right. for a while. That had to be sweet so doing that. That, that had to be sweet coming back uh, where he started and making a big play like that. I remember in training camp, DeAndre Hopkins said that Deshaun Watson's gotten so much better with his accuracy and his ball placement, and that's something that he had worked on. Oh yeah. In the off season, what did you see out of that as far as improvements Deshaun's made from last year to this year? I think you can you can see it. Um, just the way he's and and Hop had a few drops early, but it was they were tough catches. They weren't easy. He was catches. so mad at himself Cause, too. Because we're used to him making. And we are. It is unusual to all see the him. incredible stuff all yes. the time. Yeah. But guess what? He still came through. When, when it mattered, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he gets a pass. Him. I think you know based through. on what he did he's last year. And what he does and I get so mad at Twitter. Like, oh my god! I'm like, listen, he's human. This it happens. Yeah. He'll be fine. Um, but the way he he puts the ball, I'm going back to Watson. He's very accurate on on his deep balls. Um, just I mean, you can see with the timing with Hopkins, it was either Hopkins gets it or nobody gets it, and that's and that's what you want from your quarterback. It seemed like in the locker room after the game, the theme among everybody, among all the players, offensive and defensive, was how special Deshaun was and how much of a winner he was. Even like Carlos Hyde, a guy that you know had only been here for a week, New, said yeah. he said I, I only saw him in college, but I know he's a winner. How much pressure does that put on everyone else to sort of elevate their game when they know <laughs> that Deshaun is going to keep them in the game? I mean, that's got to be so frustrating. I know the defense was so frustrated yeah. that they couldn't finish the game, but how, how much does that elevate the player on everybody I know or for everybody around them? When you have a quarterback like that, it, it, makes, it makes things easier for you because all you have to do is if I do my job, the ball is going to come my way. All I got to do is, is make my play. Does that make sense? So he elevates everybody because he's so good. I mean, his poise. What, what was it? Forty something seconds left in the game, and he just two strikes, 50. two, yeah. two, two shots down the field, and boom, it's money. And Incredible. he got rocked on that last one. Oh my god! He said he watched that touchdown to, to Stills from his back on the field. He said I had to look up, but I saw that he caught and it. And what's crazy? So on on a go route that Hopkins caught, the rule for a go route is never go inside on a go route. And he released inside, and Hopkins being Hopkins got right back outside. He beat his man. But 90% of the receivers in the league, once they release inside, it's over with. You're getting squished down. But Hopkins is who he is, and that ball was on the money. Like, you, you can't – the poise that Deshaun has after getting hit a lot in the game, um, his back luck was bothering after the long touchdown – or the, not the long touchdown the run, touchdown but run. the touchdown run that he had. Him being able to stand there and deliver in crunch time, I mean, it's incredible. That's what you want from your franchise guy. But it's still – I don't know about you guys. It's unsurprising. I was not surprised by any of any of the stuff I saw. It's, I'm talking about the last minute. I'm nope. talking about the stuff in the first. I was not surprised, and that's like one of the best feelings, <laughs> knowing that you had that guy. And you're not surprised by him being a freaking wizard. It's 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 a comfortable feeling when you know you're never out of a game when number four is at your quarterback. It's, it's never a, a doubt in your mind that you're still in the game. I mean, it's probably what the same with the Saints feel. <laughs> well, yeah, because when he scored, I thought, uh-oh, 37 seconds, yeah. it's Drew Brees, he's at home, and they do have the one timeout. Yeah. 
So they obviously made the most out of it. But let's go back to Deshaun for a moment here, Cecil, before we talk about the defense. How do you balance Watson? We want you to make incredible plays, and Watson, we want you to take care of your body. I go back to the touchdown run, and I'm thinking, it was fourth and inches, and I know he sees that end zone. He smells blood, (laughs) and he goes airborne. (laughs) At the same time, he's not in high school. You know, he can't do all that in this league all the time because he might not be able to stay out there. So what do you say to him? What do you think of that? I think um, if if you remember last year, it was a time period, the first half of the season, he was taking a lot of hits. He was doing a lot of risky things. And then the second half, he calmed down. He started yeah. throwing the ball out of bounds, started okay. not taking, taking less hits. So I think it's just, you know, part of it is his game. If you look at Ben Roethlisberger, how he holds the ball and, and sheds off tackles and makes guys miss and right. still makes the big plays, he's kind of like that when it comes to that. So you have to remind him, hey, we want you for all 16 games and some. So let's make sure, let's be mindful that we're taking care of ourselves, that we're not taking any risky hits. Um, it's not a bad thing if you're throwing the ball away. So I think just, just a reminder for him, because you don't want to handcuff him, right, and say, listen, you can only do this, you can only do that. But I think now with uh, this year three for him, right? Yep. I think now he, he – and I think he did better last night. Um, but I think another thing, too, honestly, them being able to pick up the blitz a little better. And, and it, was, it was week one. That's not, not a big deal. I think this will improve. But them being able to pick up the blitz, it was a few times where he could have got the ball out to DeAndre Carter in the flat – or, or hit somebody, hit Duke Johnson really quick when the blitz was coming, that saves you getting hit, helps your offensive line, and it gets the ball. You got so many playmakers now. You get the balls in their hands. I mean, I mean, you got Steels. You got Fuller, Hop. You got DeAndre Carter. You got uh, Hyde. You got um, uh, who I'm missing, Duke Johnson. Just yeah. get the ball in their hands and let them get hit. Well, it's amazing how many guys you just mentioned, and they're all new. I mean, not all of them, but yeah. you think about how infrequently all these guys play together. You don't see Fuller much because he was yeah. banged up mm-hmm. last year, had to go on IR. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but we all know the backs are new. You guys talked about that a little bit with the receiver, Kenny Stills, as yeah. well. So to get the band to play together for a while is really going to benefit this offense. That was a tough place to have to start this thing out with all the outfield communication. I saw, you know, I'm up in the booth and I've got my binoculars and I see guys, you know, talking to each other, Watson, a little extra conversation with Hyde or whoever's yeah. in the backfield with him prior to the snap, stuff like that. And you see, like, um, I was one, maybe the first half, um, they did a check at the line of scrimmage. They called alert. Where he taps his helmet with two fingers on both sides. Alert, 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 yeah. alert. And then he calls the play. He says, hut. And then he was supposed to hand the ball off to Duke. Oh, yeah. But he's Duke not there. didn't catch it, right? So yeah. it, little things like that. And as I they, can tell. As they I mature. saw Duke's head bobbing like, I don't know. What's going on? What are we doing on this one? Can I and just that, go out? As time goes on, they'll be on the exact same page. Um, and and it'll, get, it'll get easier for Duke and Carlos. But those two guys looked awesome last night. Not to mention Kiki didn't play. Do you think that you'll see, we'll see more of them in Sunday's game? It is a short week. They have a little bit more time together. But how much more can you get them involved with just such a short turnaround before week two? I think last night was a confidence builder for O'Brien and Tim Kelly um, that these guys can play. You know what I mean? I think they really wanted to see, okay, what we, we like the guys coming in, but what can they do? When, on, the, on a huge stage Monday night, Carlos ran like he was a madman. He ran like a man on a mission. He was something like, listen, I'm tired of bouncing around on teams. You know, <laughs> he I, said I'm, that a, too. I'm a good yeah. player. Well, and now Let he's playing, he's he's playing the Jaguar. He was a Jaguar last year. Absolutely. So, I mean, and they let him go after the trade. Absolutely. So, so that, there's got to be a little something to that, too. He, he, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a motivated guy. Like I said, he's a big guy. He can take the punishment. Then you bring in Duke, the change of pace guy who can not only catch the ball at the backfield, but he did a good job running between tackles last night and making guys miss. Cecil Shorts is with us here at Fud Rucker's Greenway location. So come 
on by. We're giving away tickets to opening day, the home opener. I mean, opening night was last night, but the home <laughs> opener, Liberty White kickoff on Sunday, and sideline passes, and the good parking. That's going to be given away here tonight. Must be present to win. So check it out. Next up, we'll talk defense, what went on there, and also the Jags. What are we expecting from this squad? We'll get to it next. It's the Fuddruckers Texans Player Show. Keep it here for more of the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show right here on Texans Radio. Whether you're scoring touchdowns or touching your toes, you depend on your body just like the pros do. At Houston Methodist, we treat you with the same expert care the Houston Texans have relied on from day one. From the starting lineup to starting a new exercise, your body is made to move, and we have the expertise to keep it that way. Houston Methodist is the official health care provider for the Houston Texans. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Red 18! This season, you can share a Coke with your team on it. So I'm going to tell you how with a little help from this quarterback. You can share a Coke when your team's up. Red Poncho! You can share a Coke when your team's down. Happy Jolly! You can even share a Coke with your rival on game day. Chili, chili, chili! Or you can share a Coke when you're giving out your famous guacamole recipe in a completely packed stadium. Cilantro, chopped onion, squeeze a lime, rum tomato, hike! Share a Coke with a fan this season. Ice cold, delicious! Ice cold, delicious! Ice cold! Now, back to Ruckers for more of the Texans Players Show. All right, I have an assignment. By the way, we're at Fuddruckers Greenway, and those are the fantastic Texans fans here in attendance tonight following the Texans game against the Saints last night, home opener Sunday at noon, and we'll do Texans All Access here at 7 tonight. And uh, BMAC has a a homework assignment. I need him to pull up for that 7 o'clock hour, maybe the second segment, a Larry McTunsil soundbite and Don Cornelius <laughs> of Soul Train. Because some, and also Barry White. No, because somebody said to me, actually multiple people have said, he sounds like Barry White. doesn't sound like Barry White. That's Earl White. Mitchell. Earl Mitchell sounds like Barry White. Yeah, Earl Mitchell sounds like Barry White, okay? From Galveston, by the way. Galveston Ball, red, Barry White. Anyway, Cecil Shorts is with us, and we're talking about the game last night, talking about what's to come against the Jags. So, Cecil, defensively, there you were last night, and three points at the half. You hold the Saints to a three spot in yeah. their den at the half. What was the big difference? What was the big difference in the second half as, as they started to move the rock? Well, I think Rack came into the game, um, and actually Clint Sterner, who's on uh, 16 Sports Radio, 2 to 6, Clinton Camler Show. He's actually here. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, there you go. My guy Clint if over there. If you want to meet Sterner. <laughs> he, he did a good job. He called it last week. He said that, you know, you want to take – uh, to slow down Kamara, uh-huh. you need to go six defensive backs. You need to go nickel. You need to go dime. You need to have as many defensive backs on the field as possible. In that first half, you've seen a lot of six DBs. They took a, a reader out or, or Angelo out, and they'll put McKinney um, as a pass rusher, and uh-huh. they'll bring in Jaleel Adai, and he'll be like the backer that's checking um, okay. either the tight end or the running back in the backfield. So I think that was a good, they did a good job with that the first half. But the second half, the Saints made adjustments. And um, to be honest, it's not much you can do <laughs> when you got a guy like Alvin Kamara. He is special. I mean, I think he showed last night um, almost 100 yards in both areas last night. Yeah, he's and crazy. He is somebody special. that is uh, can do a lot of things in the backfield, outside the backfield. It's just it's just hard to cover, no matter who's on him. You know, as a runner, you look at his numbers from last year. Same yards per carry as Lamar Miller. 
And and I think fewer yards or similar yardage number than Lamar Miller. But it's what he does as a receiver combined yeah. with that running that yeah. makes him so effective. Yeah, he didn't have a thousand yards. He, I don't think he has a thousand yards yet nope. rushing. Uh, maybe this year would be the year for him because he's the main guy there. And the Latavius Murray, Murray is there as well. But yep. he, he's the guy there. And I think um, if you look at game planning him um, to stop Kamara, you got to figure out a way to get to Drew Brees. And last night we didn't do a great job of getting to Drew Brees enough. He gets rid of the ball so quickly. He gets rid of the ball quickly. Um, and to be honest, last night, Rack didn't call, dial up a lot of things that would, you know, put pressure on him that much. He was, um, I guess the game plan was kind of, you know, kind of trick him. Mm-hmm. We trust our DBs, we trust our linebackers to, 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 to cover. But that's hard when you have a guy like Drew Brees back there that can pick you apart. Speaking of that trust, what did you see out of the, the – he was the key cornerback acquisition this offseason in Bradley Roby last night. I thought Bradley played well. I thought he played well. He, was, he played a lot of zone last night. Um, and when you play zone, it's kind of um, bend but don't break type defense. It's kind of don't get beat deep. And they didn't go deep, honestly. And uh, the biggest pass play they had was down to Ted Ginn um, on Aaron Colvin down in, in towards the end of the game of the 41-yard pass. Yeah. But Drew Brees is not going deep down the field no more. He's going to pick you apart. Him, him and Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas didn't run deep right all night, all night last night. It's short to intermediate route. That's just how he is. But Mike Thomas is so good at making that tough catch. Yeah. So Bradley Roby was there a few times all over Mike Thomas. And he's knocking his hands down. He's still able to come down with the ball. So to me, Bradley Roby looked very well last night. I would like to see him in more press man coverage, though. I want to see him follow Thomas maybe. I want, I want Bradley Roby to be our guy. I want him to be the shutdown corner when we see T.Y. Hilton, when we see Keenan Allen. I want, I want that receiver to, to, to be shut down or really have to work. And I think, I think Bradley can be that guy. What do you think about the safeties with Gibson and Reed out there? Gibson obviously wasn't here last year, but you know, with those two guys together, the chemistry that they're working on, I know it's been something that we've talked about all offseason, but yeah. how much how much more do they need to do they need to get to where they, they want to be? It, it, was, it was okay last night. Like, like I said, they were in a lot of zone, so they were a lot of care covering their areas. You know what I mean? It was a few times where Jared Cook got open on Gibson, but Gibson is, is, is very good at covering tight ends. And you'll I mean, that's see why him, they brought him here, That's right? why he brought in, and he was very, he's prideful, and listen, I'm going to shut this tight end down. So I'm excited to see him um, really get physical with the tight ends that are coming up on the schedule. Um, you got Hunter, Hunter Henry coming up in a few weeks and down in San Diego. So overall, I think they did a, a decent job. It just what they had, what they were called to do last night, they, they had to do. See, so how closely do you follow the Jags these days? I follow the Texans. I follow the Jags, but I follow the Texans a lot closer. Right. But the, all right, so the Jags just lost to the Chiefs. So we just yeah. played a soundbite from Doug Marone. He was talking about how... Hey, they had the ball in the red zone, third quarter, I believe it was, and a chance to make it a one-score game against they Kansas did. City. They did. So there it was with that opportunity, and they obviously didn't cash in on that. What do you think of what we might see on Sunday? I've cited several examples, and maybe I'll do it again in the 7 o'clock hour, of AFC South opponents who have played reserve quarterbacks and given the Texans fits. Last yeah. year, Blaine Gabbert comes to mind immediately. So here we go. No one should assume anything just because Nick Foles is out of the action. Not at all. It's one of the toughest things to do is prepare for a backup quarterback because there's not that much film on him. There's not a lot of tendencies out there. It's, it's like, okay, we have to adjust mid-game. Um, and Chad Henney, when I was here, he used to be, always oh be our boy. backup quarterback. He would come in and put some stats on, <laughs> on yeah. the Texans because we, you just don't have film on him. So when he yeah. comes in, it's just new, and he's different than a starting quarterback. So um, you got to be prepared as much as you can for that. The good thing is you had three quarters of film from this previous week. It's only week two. So you got, that's a good amount more than what you would get from 
you know, a normal backup quarterback. Devil's and, advocate, and though. And a lot I mean, of preseason, too, I was going to say. I think Minshew played a lot of, uh, a lot of preseason. preseason. I don't know how much of that is applicable, I think, for game film for players to study. Uh, that's tough because in preseason, a lot of coaches like to be very basic on what's going right. on. So they'll call the same 10 plays 25 different ways, <laughs> different formations right. of the exact same Super play. Super vanilla. Super vanilla. So, um, but I think from this game, you can get a lot. He, he's not scared to take a shot down the field. He, got, he has good arm strength. They have some guys that can run. DJ Chark made some big plays last week. And then, of course, you know you got Fournette in the backfield. So you don't want to underestimate him, obviously, but devil's advocate, he's not seen as much as a guy like Chad Henney you bring up and Mark brings up. So Romeo Cornell, we've seen what he's done in his yeah. career as a Texans defensive coordinator against rookie quarterbacks. That's, I think the number something like 1 in 10 yeah. uh, rookie quarterbacks have been against them. You can really mess with these guys, can't you, as a D.C.? I think so. I, I, I think they're going to confuse them. I think they're going to bring the house on them. I think it's something that uh, Rack prides himself on, that we're not going to let no rookie guy <laughs> really come up on us. Plus, I don't think the defense played as well as they wanted to last night. So I think, you know, they're going to come in really motivated to get things rolling. Um, they could be in a situation where they're back in the hunt one and one and you got a division win. And I think that's one of the most important things moving forward is you must win your division games and get, and get ahead in the standings that way. You know, somebody asked me, actually multiple people, again, I'm just reciting questions that I've gotten throughout my day here, and one of them is, what's the mood like? What's the team feeling? Hmm. Look, I haven't talked to everybody about it, but it is, it is a frustrating loss, but this team was 0-3 last year and won 11 games, so yeah. it's not like they're going to take a loss and just take it to heart in a bad way. They're yeah. going to use it as motivation and get ready for the next one. Yeah, I, I don't see these guys putting their head down at all. I think the leaders in this locker room from Jonathan Joseph, J.J. Watt, and the new guy, Larry, Larry Mutunso. I said that right, Laramie, right? Yes, yeah. Laramie. I keep wanting to say Jeremy. Um, Laramie like Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. But I think those guys are keeping these. These guys know how special this season can be and how good these guys can be as a, as a team. So I think they'll be fine coming home next week. Uh, I think this week will be a great bounce back week uh, for the team overall. And I, I'm just really, to be honest, even though you lost last night, I was very excited for what's going to happen this season. And maybe I'm too optimistic. I don't know. But I, I, I saw uh, the Saints, if you ask anybody, are the same Super Bowl contenders, they would say yes. Yeah. You went toe-to-toe with Drew Brees and the Super Bowl contending team. To me, that's, that, that's showing signs of, listen, we can be a Super Bowl contending team as well. And that's why it stings, the loss, mm-hmm. because you had it there. You, know, you yeah. had a chance to steal one. So yeah. that's, that's the rough part of it. But building on that optimism, you got to go back to eight, nine of these guys were not here oh, nine, absolutely. ten days ago. They weren't absolutely. even in Houston. Yeah. They were in other franchises. And you go out and you're able to do what you did. And I think those guys played well. For, yeah. for, for the time that they had to study the playbook, to, how, to figure out how things were. One going of them caught on. the go ahead touchdown. <laughs> the other one was protecting the blind side. You know? I think yeah. those guys played awesome last night. And to me, it's only going to get better. Um, as, and another thing, too, when you know you're on a special team, when you know you have a special quarterback, that makes you just work even harder. That makes you like, listen, I got to make sure I'm doing my job so I can be a part of this, of this team with, and cool. make sure I'm doing my job to, to make sure I can make the play when the ball comes my way. All right, DP's got a question. I do. Do you want to tease the question? Talk to me. I have a question about a certain player that may return this week or next. Oh, and good. How, how we would maybe incorporate oh, that that's a gr- player. I want to know offense. that, too. That's a great question I because now you it have, it's not, I wouldn't call it an embarrassment of riches, but you might have a luxury problem at that position group. Also, questions from the crowd for Cecil Shorts the third here at the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show Greenway location. The Big Finish is up next. The Fuddruckers Texans Players Show continues in a moment.
back with more of the Texans Players Show, live from Fuddruckers. Yes, Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, D.P. Sidhu, and Cecil Shorts here tonight at Fuddruckers Greenway location, giving away those Texans opening day at home, home, home opener tickets. Um, it'll be in the next hour, but early on in the hour. How about that? Must be present to win here at Fuddruckers Greenway location. So you have to stick around even if Cecil leaves. Yes, you do. You Even to. if he leaves, he's going to Even leave. Even if he's going to leave. the whole family Bed- here almost. How, much, fa- how much of the family do you have? So we have, uh, it's nine of us total, so eight of us are here. My wife and six of the kids. Wait, so, wait, it's the two They're booths so down there? Yeah, the two booths in the right corner. That's, that's where I mean, we're at. I mean, that's a whole section of the restaurant over there for the so Seattle Shorts family. We have all okay. the, the triplets many, are here. We got the triplets. And they were born a year ago. So you had four, yeah. and then you had the triplets that's, a year ago. That's awesome. Yeah, their birthday is next Tuesday. Oh, that's great. Because you <laughs> were on the show this time last year yes. yep. talking about, yep. Yep. about so, to, Oh, yeah. I see the three yeah. baby baskets. Yeah. <laughs> They're so quiet, Cecil. That's amazing. They're good babies. So do you drive a bus? Yeah, well, the bus is right outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> big white van. Oh, all right. Huge, great. Yeah, big Nissan Gotta have 12, it. 12 passenger van. Yeah. Gotta have it. Full of car seats and baby snacks. <laughs> so you could eventually start a basketball team and have two subs. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to be fine. we got a whole baseball team, all nine of us. All right, questions right. from the crowd for Cecil Shorts the third right now. What's your name and what's your question? Uh, my name is EJ. Hello. Um, my question is, who impressed you in the game yesterday night against the Saints? Who impressed me in the game? Well, we How about other than Watson? Other than Watson, right. Um... Other than how about you know, an under the, the under-ish the radar, not completely under the radar, but maybe you know, we talked about Hopkins and Watson. And let's see. Uh, well, no, I mentioned Wit. I think Wit played well yesterday. Yeah, he did. I think he had a sack, had an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he's definitely. Oh, the interception was big. That was huge, and it showed some hands. I've never seen Wit catch a ball before, so uh, <laughs> that was huge. <laughs> Catching it from Drew, from Drew Brees last night, but no, I, I think he played well. Um, I think he's. He's uh, more comfortable rushing the passer than, you know, backing up in coverage. Even though in, in, in coverage last night, he did get an interception. Yeah. So I think Witt last night impressed me. That's very good. Okay. Let's get to the next question from the crowd. Angel, what's up? Hi. Um, which game are you most looking forward to this season? <laughs> I would love to see. I'm, I would say Kansas City, but I'm going to go past that. Uh, I think December 1st. Patriots. Yeah. Sunday Night game. Football. That's right. Patriots yeah. game. That's here, I think, this year. It right? is. Big it one, is. Yep. So yep. I think, I think that would be huge to see. Uh, I, I want to see this offense go against Tom Brady and their offense with Antonio Brown. I think that would be a lot, a lot of fun. Man. That, 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 that was Sunday night, too, right? Yes. You think he'll still be there? He'll still be playing? I, I hope just, so. Who I knows? Just, who knows? Know Josh, Gordon. Josh Gordon, too. I mean, he looked pretty good. Right now, you got Josh Gordon on one side, Antonio Brown That's and Julian, right now and Julian got Edelman that. all on one team. That's yep. Oh, my gosh. I think, all right, so here are the odds. I don't know what the odds are. But I'm thinking that <laughs> odds are that at least one of those guys is not with the team December 1st. That's and what I'm not thinking. because of injury. It just, look, it, they've had difficulty sticking around they for have. various reasons, for different reasons for each guy. It, it, but it, the weird thing is with New England, it's like no matter if it's Randy Moss, Chad Ochocinco, whoever comes mm-hmm. to town, they figure it out when they get to New England. I know Josh Gordon had a hiccup last year, but he yeah. left on his own. So Moss didn't leave. It, it got it got not ugly necessarily. Did it? At the end, it was not. Yeah, they pretty. traded him. Yeah, they traded him away. Yeah. So we'll, I, we'll see. I, I'm not sure what is going on in Antonio Brown's head right now. If 
Anything? Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows. Antonio doesn't know either. Which but if is you don't want to play with Tom, I, I don't know what you want to do. So, well, yeah. I think it's all perfect right now until they actually start playing and in games and, and there's got to be there's some adversity then it'll be interesting to see what happens well now what do you say adversity i want to see how he reacts when he's not the main target that's what i mean by when adversity. he does not yeah. get the ball you know 10 15 targets a game because you have edelman you have other people that's he's gonna James spread White. it around yeah you, he's gonna spread the ball around i think that was the shocker of the weekend though that the steelers didn't play better not losing but didn't yeah. play better than they did uh we've seen that movie before though going up to new england and teams not playing well, the well. played better than well actually not in week three 2016 thank you but other than that <laughs> appearance right, up there uh, the texans but i'm saying not just the time I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. other teams over the course of yeah. you know, the last 15 yeah. years do that it, it's tough because no matter what new england's going to be prepared that, that that's just how they are they're going to be prepared and to be honest it's a lot of new it's a lot of key pieces that are new and with, with Pittsburgh. Yeah. James Conner was the guy last year, but he was kind of thrown into the position. A lot of people didn't know about him. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's the guy now. You know what I mean? So it's even other positions as well. Um, it's, it's guys that are in the main roles that weren't there necessarily last year. So it's new for them, and that's a big moment. So I think they'll, they'll be fine as the year goes on. Well, hope so for their sake. It's going to be interesting with Baltimore, which exploded against Miami. That was crazy. But it's Miami. We don't know what to make of it. We know Miami's probably not that, that good. crazy. <laughs> well, the good thing is they have an easy matchup this week. So. Oh, yeah. They have the Patriots. Yeah. That'll be easy. No yeah. problem Super at all. Super easy. They always beat them in Miami, though. All right. Let's go to the next question. What's your name and what's your question? My name is Jacob. What do you miss most about playing in the NFL? Locker Ooh. room. Locker room. No doubt about it. I mean, you, if you have a Twitter or, or Instagram, you've seen J.J. Watt tweet like a, uh, a oh, video yeah. of them playing basketball. Does that make you just basketball. really miss the locker almost the cried. Like I'm like, you did. Oh, that's like, like that's the best part. Like just what was hanging the game? with the guys. What was the game you guys played? They showed it on Hard Knocks that year, but there was some sort of <laughs> locker room game with like a tape on the. Y'all did something. Y'all, I mean. It or was it just like any too. number of games y'all played? No, I, I don't remember. What, what, I have to remember. The bottom line is you get the receivers don't do that. You stuff. get ninety competitive <laughs> dudes in a room and they're doing stuff. Oh, all the they're time. They're competing man. in some way. Yeah, they're competing whether it's four square inside the locker room, whether yeah. they're just shooting your dirty clothes in the laundry bin, yeah. whatever the case may be. It's just a lot of fun, a lot of jokes, um, a lot of arguments. I mean, you'd be surprised. You argue about everything from politics to basketball mm-hmm. <laughs> in that locker room, and that's what I that's what I miss most. Personally. Dinosaurs. Absolutely. Our dinosaurs, were they real? Were they not? There's tons of stuff. <laughs> Axe Reader. <laughs> yes. We have. We have. By the way, DJ Reader here next week, 6 oh, o'clock, nice right. Tuesday Very night, nice. right Very here nice. at this location. DJ Reader. Arian is Foster and Dwayne Brown used to argue about King Tut. I know really? that was like a big uh, Speaking one. of DJ Reader, he, he made some good plays last night, too. He did. He played well. Good. Push that pocket. Good. All right. Next question for the crowd. What's your name and what's your question? My name is Christopher. What's up, Chris? The question is, what is your favorite part? about Texas game day in it, in NRG Stadium. You know what? So, and this is no offense to, to Jacksonville because I love it. I was there four years. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing like game day in, in NRG. Like, it's jam-packed no matter what's going on. I remember in 2015, we started off 2-5. and five. Everybody was still there. They were still screaming. They were still going loud. Back when I was in Jacksonville, we, we weren't good, just to be honest. But it was, <laughs> it was empty seats all the time. Like, they would give me tickets. So I remember one year they gave me, like, 25 tickets. Like, hey, go pass these out to the mall. And I'm like, are you serious? Just, like, pass them, just, just hand them out? Just hand them out. Just whoever, whoever you want. Wow. wow. But they, they were trying to get people to come so they wouldn't black out the games. Right. Um, so just the, lo- the loyalty from the fans is incredible here. Mm. No matter what's going on, whether you're playing good or playing bad, they're going to be here to support you. 
Um, they're going to be here to, to root you on. So it was nothing like playing uh, in NRG State. Named the best game day experience in the National Football League, by the way. Jacksonville did pick up some steam a few years ago after they made it. Well, once uh, they got good, yeah. Once they got good, because I noticed that they, had, they used to have a lot of sections that were tarped off. Yeah, and but they, they, they were still there were still some, still some tarps, tarps off, but yeah. not not as many as before. I think they made the stadium a little too big. Is that what it is? I think so. That's a. I mean, if you look at the, when Florida Georgia comes down there and play every year, they had to remove the tarps and, and fill it up. Because that's what it's that's what it's built for, right? Yeah, the Gator you know Bowl. What I mean? and, yeah. So, but you would think the whole city would come out, but it's it's a smaller, kind of an older town you know, or retirement. What, once you put the tarps on, you leave them on. That's yeah, the thing. There you go. And if and if you sell out, you sell out, and you make it so not everybody gets in. There That's you go. how make you increase demand. Yeah. There you go. You open up those tarps. You open up Pandora's box because look at them now. It's tough. And we're not going to go there this year. We're going to London. That'll be fun. Uh, first time in London. Yes, I've been to London, but not for a game. First time for a game. First time for a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So y'all fancy. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Family trips. Oh, we're fancy. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> Family trip. Well, I, I have relatives out there, which um, I don't think I'm going to have time to see because you it's do? a quick trip. Do I they do. they British accents? They do. They have their Indians TV. with some British accents. <laughs> you can't understand. They're like, there's some from London, and then there's some from Northern England, and that's like almost Scottish. And it's it's really hard to that understand. That game is going to be so much fun for y'all. You I can't wait to see that stadium. stadium. Wembley? Oh, they have man. a new stadium, but I'm kind of glad that we're playing in Wembley just to say that. We got to see one. Yeah, I heard John Harris last week uh, trying to get some ambassadors over. Can we get like let's get Cecil to come along? We can do we can do extra points over there. I would love it. Absolutely, make it happen. You you guys got the pool. (laughs) Wait, do we have to bring all seventeen children? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want them on that long flight. Like, Cecil, Cecil may uh, be a nice defer. vacation. Yeah. Oh my goodness! What do you remember oh. the most about those games in London? What did, what did you really? You know, it about? was it was crazy. So it's, it's really like a home game for Jacksonville. They they made that. They have like a lot of their, fans now out there. Like we had a pep rally with like five thousand people out there. My first year in twenty thirteen went to London. It was incredible. And now they they know a lot more the culture they know a lot more about the American football over there so they're a little more in tune right but when I was there I mean the, the loudest they cheered was when you kicked the ball off every time you kicked the ball they were going crazy whoa look how far <laughs> it goes like like yeah it was crazy but they're so into the game it felt like um, do you guys remember 2015 playoffs that how wild the atmosphere was before the kickoff return for touchdown? I'm not going to talk oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you remember how loud it was? For a few seconds. It was crazy. It was wild. That's how it was the whole entire game in Wembley. Mm-hmm. Every time I was there. They're just, they're just really into the game. So it was pretty fun. Oh, I'd love to play that game over again. I mean, not the same way. I want a different <laughs> result a different. this time. But you're right. That, <laughs> that atmosphere was tremendous. And I think that the next time the Texans were in the playoffs against the Raiders, there was this... All right, just don't allow <laughs> <laughs> don't allow the opening kickoff to go for a touchdown, and we'll take it from there. The Texans actually won the game. So, Cecil, uh, you know, we talk about London a little bit, but what about the recovery time when you're coming back? I just want to get a quick take on that. As sure. far as jet lag and things like that, the Texans will have the bye when they get back, exactly. so I would imagine the they'll week, be straightened yeah. out after. It, they'll be straightened out. I mean, you, you, the bye week will come back. They'll, they'll win, of course, and the bye week they'll come. <laughs> I and, like this um, positive You got to speak it into existence, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> Throw it out there. Um, I like it. And then, but for me, I, no matter what, like if, if we fly from here to New Orleans, I'm jet lagged. Like my body can't take oh, really? flights. I got to drink tons of water, get some sleep. So everybody's different, if that makes sense. So for me, it was a killer. Like we left like at nighttime, so we got there in the morning. I think they're, what, four or five hours ahead, six More. hours ahead, seven? I think it's six. Six. Mm. Um, so it's definitely a, a change. Now, when are you guys going down? 
Uh, I don't think, I don't know officially, I don't know if they've released that information, but I think it's later in the week, like Thursday night to Friday that, morning, something see, like we, that. That's what the Jags do now. They go Thursday night, get there early Friday morning, have a practice, because they want everyone to sleep on the plane. The first two years we went down, we spent the whole, whole week, week down there. And the I think, whole week. And I think they week. learned that that doesn't really help. It, do, it doesn't help, it was fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it helps if you want to have fun. It doesn't really help your performance in the it game. It was yeah, because awesome. You're living there for a week. You're literally living there you're for a week. You're acclimated to the time. But then you have to turn around and come right. Well, back. a few yeah. guys had—they weren't there long last week. But a few guys had a little bit too much fun from the Jaguars last year. You remember that? The it was like four or five of them got suspended for the game because they were out oh, the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I believe it. I mean, I won't get into detail, but <laughs> we spent the whole week down there. After the game, we stayed, so everybody went out. I mean, everybody oh, yeah. went out that night, had a good time, and some guys ended up getting in trouble. Uh, in, in a bad way. So Hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> the next year, we stayed the whole week. We didn't, after the game, we went straight to the plane. What about recovering from a Monday night going into a short week? That, that's tough. That's tough. You really got to make sure you're doing your routine. Every, every player, especially good players, have a routine of how they take care of their body. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, J.J. White might, might, come, JJ Watt might come in at 6 in the morning, um, get his treatment done on whatever's bothering him, do his exercises, Get his breakfast, go to meetings, come back, do a little more exercise before practice. This is a routine that's done every single day. And you have to stay on that in a short week and maybe do a little extra because you're missing out on a day. Right? So um, it, it, it's going to be huge that um, anybody that's banged up, and you're and literally, I mean, honestly, if you play in the game, you're probably a little banged up some type of way. Um, Monday night in the Superdome, I mean, emotions going, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff you don't feel till the next day. <laughs> so a lot of guys got bumps and bruises that last night they complained through this morning. It's like, oh, my gosh, all right. But yeah. they got to get ready for the game. So I, I don't know if they'll be in pads a lot this week. Um, O'Brien does a good job of, you know, keeping the guys healthy throughout the yeah. week and, and really monitoring who's in pads and who's not, and who's limited and who's not. Um, but you have to take care of your body. That's, that's key. All right, I had a question before one of the breaks. Uh, if Kiki oh, yeah. QT comes back, which yeah. he might this week or next week, Bill O'Brien said he's close. How do you envision him fitting into this offense? Because now you've got all these weapons. And yeah. we had talked about this, actually, when the Texans signed Kenny Stills. Like, where is he going to fit in? How are you going to put all these guys on the field? How would you decide who you want on the field at the same time? Because you've also got Carlos and you've got Duke. Now you see what they can do. I mean, it is an embarrassment of riches, but... What, good, what do you? What, if you had to look into a magic eight ball, how would you predict that going? Well, it's a good problem to have. I mean, the more you can surround around four, the the oh, that's pretty good. The more you can surround around four, I'm mm-hmm. a, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the more you can surround around him, the better your team is. So now you can play a matchup game. So when you put Kiki out there with Steels and Fuller and Hopkins, okay, now you can take maybe Steels out and put Duke out there. Right. So now you're dictating the coverage. You're dictating who comes in the game, who doesn't come in the game. So there'll be packages for uh, Steels and Kiki, especially Kiki. You, he'll be limited coming back and before they let him fully go. But once Kiki comes, he's going to be in the slot. And then you, the, the option, the, 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 the good part is you can move Steels around in any position. He, he's a guy that's been around, I think it's his seventh year. So he can play inside, he can play outside. I mean, last, year he caught the t- I mean, last, uh, yeah, last night he caught a touchdown from the inside in the slot, just beating the guy one-on-one coverage. So when you have a guy that can beat one-on-one coverage, because going down the line, Hopkins is going to be doubled. He's going to be focused on. So you got to have your, these other guys being able to beat one-on-one. But there will be packages for Duke in the slot. There will be packages for, for everybody. So the more weapons, the obviously the better. Two things. What did you see before Kiki got hurt out of him in training camp? And mm-hmm. then after you answer that, I want to hear your thoughts on what you saw last night from Will Fuller. Um, well, Kiki was, looks, looks super calm. He, he looked like he was the best slot receiver on the team. 
Um, he looked so comfortable. He looked very confident. And um, before he got hurt, even in that game, he looked good. I know he dropped the punt early on, but who cares? He yeah. looked he looked good. And um, to be honest, when he went down, the DeAndre Carter came in and looked very good too. <laughs> we were yeah. talking about that on the sideline. Yeah, he looked. They looked incredible. And and the thing is, he the had more missed a beat. He had he missed. A, he had missed he like had the first few weeks of camp. Came right in like he was there the whole time. These guys are going to push each other. I mean, Hop is so competitive. He wants to be the best on the field in everything he does. Fuller's the same way. Kenny Steele's obviously is going to be. He's been around a while time. I'm assuming he's the same way. These guys are going to push each other to be great. To me, you have these five receivers that you have could be the best five in the NFL. They have to go out there and prove it, but they could be the best five. They have that potential. Will Fuller last night was amazing. He only had three targets, I think, um, two catches. But what you've seen, for, what you can see from him, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be incredible. He's going to take the top off. He's going to be running by guys. And then once you run by him once, they're going to be backing up and running. He's going to stop. You catch it. <laughs> well, he, him being out there. He looks good. Him being out there, you could say that's one of the reasons we were able to, the Texans were able to run the ball so well, right? This is all going to complement each other so well. So, okay, all right, you take Hop away. Okay, cool. We're going to go up top to Fuller. You take Fuller away. Okay, we got Kiki. We got Steals. Okay, we're going to run the ball to Carlos Hyde up the middle. We're going to jet sweep it with whoever. I mean, it's, it's so many options that you have. You can keep the balance. You keep the defense off guard, and now you can dictate what the defense does. So now, instead of blitzing so much or, or doing whatever, they have to be careful what they're doing because there's so many options and so many weapons you can use. That Very first cool. catch by, by Will Fuller, I saw some screenshots later. It was unbelievable that he even made that catch. Tremendous yeah, stuff. Tremendous. The catch itself, I mean, it he's tough. so fast, but the catch itself was really tremendous. Yeah, if you have Stills, QT, Fuller, Hopkins, and Carter all up, <laughs> I'm wondering who sits as far as the 46-man goes. But maybe maybe Kiki gets those Carter reps that he got at receiver last night, and maybe. they'll just maybe. keep Carter as an exclusive return man. We'll see how they handle that. And think about it. Hopkins out of that group is the mm. slowest of them, yet yep. he's the very best receiver of them all. I yep. mean, the, he didn't look too slow on that. I know what you mean. That's though. what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm not calling him slow. I'm <laughs> saying out of that group, he's the <laughs> slowest. I'm you said that. I'm the first like, play of that long drive, slow. and by long, I mean 75 yards as opposed to he's not amount slow. of plays. He's a Martian, okay? He's yeah. not an earthling. Like, this how, guy is how amazing. How awesome last night was the long drives. I mean, that was... When oh, you're, that when was, you're able yeah. to do that, sixteen plays on you're one keeping of them. the like seven two and a half off minutes. the field, like right. yeah. that's that's perfect. Yeah. You, you can't beat that. That's what I felt. They ne- that's what they needed after the Saints scored that second touchdown in the second half because the yeah. Saints scored out of the locker room. Texans answered it right away. Saints scored again. You had to go on another one of those somehow, and it's like tennis. You got to hold serve, and it was very difficult. All right, final thoughts on the Jags Sunday as they play at home for the first time. Got to use that home cooking for adrenaline. Yeah, you 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 got to use uh, the great fans here at NRG. Um, so you guys, fans, you have to be extremely loud, extremely crazy. Get this guys going. It's going to be so exciting just to come home, be able to play. Um, and I know that from experience to be able to stay at home um, and, and really have support from your team. But I think um, this will be a good bounce back game. Like I said earlier, it's going to be a good bounce back game. I think the defense is going to be hell, head hair on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, expect a lot of blitzing. Expect a lot of confusing that, that rookie quarterback trying to you know get him to bait. Jonathan Joseph, he's good at this. He's good at baiting quarterbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he comes up with the interception or some big plays. Um but it, it should be a it should be a good game. Um they they, they do have some weapons. Yeah, DJ Chark last week has you know, four catches for like 150-something, oh. 40-something yards. They've got more than people think. If people think Westbrook, this is a walk, yeah. they're Westbrook. absolutely wrong. So it, it, this is going to be a – it's going to be a, a – division game is always tough, no matter who you're playing. It's always going to be tough. But 
It should be a, a good week for the Texans. All right, you're going to be there as Texans ambassador. Yes, what sir. else do you have to promote? You got other stuff going on. Oh man, top Your of my Twitter head. feed. I mean, all the stuff you're doing. You're writing for Sports Radio Six Ten. Yeah, we're writing for Sports. I'm just, just listening to Sports Radio. I'm doing a lot of stuff with Sports Radio Sixteen. If I'm writing or or, or guest hosting, whatever the case may be. So just okay. be on the lookout. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cecil Shorts, I, 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 at Yahoo. I mean, at Yahoo.com. That's my email. Don't, don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> don't email me. Don't, don't, don't email me. I'm sorry. But Cecil yeah, Shorts, don't Cecil email. Shorts, I, I, I. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. You know, the program director of Sports Radio 610 is a Hotmail account. Okay? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and I'm supposed to be the old Keep guy. Keep it old school. Got Hotmail. All right. And, and he sends them out with his Commodore 64. Anyway. <laughs> Cecil, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Always fun with you guys. Always a pleasure. DJ Reader next week here. And right here next, Texans All Access, as we will bring it and give away those tickets here at the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. This is Texans Radio. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP. All rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale has been extended. Through Tuesday, get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. It's our best bed deal of the season with savings of up to $600. Plus, get a free adjustable base with your mattress purchase of just $4.99. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you to find your perfect bed. But don't wait. This sale ends Tuesday at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. I'm slash sale. I'm slash sale.